Today, I'm going to try a different approach. Today, I'm going to talk to you from education and science in the best interest of the child from 2016, where my work on the brain's body can be related back to. And what that's about, this human system research investigation for addressing children who come from a family suffering from substance abuse. And I'm talking about the difficult, the troubled, or the high-need child who has since received path problems because they can't successfully engage in contact without feeling disturbed or upset. And so the best of the child comes from my direct interaction with schools here in California and other places where I'm representing a parent and a child in crises. And we're talking, but the talk doesn't center on how the child senses and feels the teacher's contact and how that contact can disturb the experience of the child's choice to interact with that teacher. And behind that was the fact that the kid did not feel safe or signs of care coming from the interaction with the teacher. Because when we talk about sense and receive path functions, we're talking about the person having to transfer the experience of contact to interact, which is process the experience. And what we, what we found was it's difficult when your sense path is upset, when your sense path is disturbed, or when you're a complex person because you've been impacted by major life events, such as being born to a family who used and abused drugs while you're in utero, and now you have problems in school that you can't figure out and no one seems to be able to help you with. And that's because we're talking about environmental or organic brain injuries. Okay, So since the received path analysis comes from direct experiences with children as well as their parents moving through our system where we're looking at how they make and sustain contact and move to interact. And we relate those functions to the social cognitive effect or the neurologic experience through the nervous system. That's a transfer, as I pointed out, the contact, which is information. The interaction represents the knowledge. If the child chooses to experience your stages of engagement. So the whole thing about human system research is that you want to know if signs of care makes a difference. And in many cases, it makes a huge difference. For example, there was a child, 15 years old, they sent to me because he would not respond to any contact or interaction. So when he first came to the Institute, he would sit in a class and when you directed a question to him, he'd just stare at you there'd be no response. So how do we determine what's going on? The observation told us there's something wrong. We could see that the kid received the instruction, but 
the child chose not to respond. I say it again, chose not to respond. And we can validate that. And that's the first step of the social cognitive data collection process. Now, how do we establish how the nervous system functions from that point forward, right? That's what we're talking about, about the brain's body learning system. It works over time. So we're talking about delivery of an instruction to a child's sense path and getting them to respond. And when they respond, right, you have signs of an effect, effect, or influence, right? Now, the effect is always going to result in signs of emotion, right? Because we're talking about social cognitive events, right? But what we learned was even when the child did not respond, they were still talking. Their body was talking. Because as I moved to other students that was in the classroom, they were attuned and focused. And as we continued the process, we began to realize, based upon the feedback from this child, because when a child's angry and upset, they have no problem telling you to kiss off. You know, putting you on notice that you better, you better, you better stop. You better stop even attempting to talk to me. There were no signs of that. So those were the neurological signs that the kid was actually there to get help. The other part is the kid never, never didn't come to class, okay? And this was about a three, four-week course that I was running at a continuation school, right? And so I'm saying this to say that when the brain has been upset, the approach that you advocate for is signs of care. Because signs of care means you want to deliver thought before you even begin to consider sending the instruction. That way, you're sending positive energy into the sense path to deal with that emotion that's already there because you are an emotional experience because this kid is hurt. And you're asking this kid to accept the contact long enough to experience that effect because your signs of care matter. And I'm saying many of us will do it, but we don't sustain it because we, we just don't, don't have the patience to understand how the brain functions. And the brain functions on a timeline. Like Think about Bloom's taxonomy of learning. It's not set up so that you can analyze the child in a day. It's set up so that you can measure comprehension over time and then relate it to the full experience in the grading system so that you have a real analysis of this child's behavior in the classroom. So too, the signs of care work the same way. You comprehend the signs of care, and it's an influence that can be rel rel relatively moved and studied in relation to your own reflections of that contact interaction that took place over time. And that could be scored. But these are the things that we're talking about in the human system research investigation. We're talking about the brain, the sense of feel for self in relation to the brain, but more importantly, in relation to other people and then the environment, because when you have a child that's hurt, you got to think about all three. Their sense of feel for self, your sense of feel for self, 
other people and the environment. See? Because you're trying to get them to change, adjust, or adapt. In an environment where they don't feel safe long enough to begin to understand the feelings of care. Now, when I say feelings of care, I mean the transfer to the receive path, where then you have you have the influence of reflection, right, in the forward feed. So now whatever's going on is being supported because you have the child feeling their inner sense of feel for self in the process, right? Through signs of care, which moves how they move in relation to you through the received path as an experience of knowledge about you. And inside the knowledge is what you're trying to get them to process. So we're accomplishing the task, but we're talking about signs of care, the sociological effect, and then feelings of care, the neurological effect or result of your ability or willingness to stand firm on making sure that you display signs of care long enough for this person who's impacted, right, to experience your influence. See? That's step three. The reflection. Because that's what you're trying to do. So I've been trying to trying to express this for quite some time now. We're dealing with family decline. And so that population I'm talking about, that child who's troubled, difficult, and high need, and we all know that high need is related to emotionally upset, being emotionally upset, but maybe not classified as special ed, but probably more than or than not is qualified for those services, but can't get those services, right? Because they don't meet the criteria when you sit them down and use. Well, that's why I talked about me and my engagement with the school system. Now, when you pick up the best interest of the child, it has cases in there where I've taken school districts on about sense and receive path functions so that they begin to understand that a child can be impacted by the environment, home, school, neighborhood, right? Which classifies them for entry-level services because it impacts what they do inside the classroom. And so we're talking about substance-related disorders, right? Where a kid withdraws and isolates, and you can't figure it out because they're not showing the hurt and the physics of the injury as they did at birth, but you can display them over time. And that's what we're talking about. Over time, once they've been directly linked in terms of the direction of special ed, we're not talking about putting kids in special ed. We're talking about get them addressed as unique. That's what we're talking about. They have to be understood as being unique and not prepared for standard instruction. Okay? Predetermined instruction because they're different, which means you have to have process cycles embedded in the program to help them move through the choice and decision-making processes as I had to do with that child. I had to wait, be focused, but patient, and monitor the responses over time 
and interpret the data hands-on as I changed and modified everything because that's the privilege that I had as a human learning consultant and not inside a school district. Because when children comes to me, I use a process of engagement, which means every time we interact, it's going to be different. And so I'm different because I'm delivering a process that's supposed to help a child adjust, adapt to negative flows of energy, action, and feelings by showing them the appropriate ways to make these choice decisions, but let them know it's their choice to make and let them understand the consequence. If they can't understand the consequences, that's when you know. That's the validation process because what are we talking about? If you can't understand the consequence, we can, we can look at this, but what we're talking about is delinquency. See, we're talking about why do children know that they need school but stop going to school and choose to become a delinquent? This is what we're talking about. When the brain is damaged, right, and you can't get information transfer to knowledge that they can experience because they can't remember or they can't reflect, right? That's a more appropriate way to deal with it in the human system science portfolio because in order for you to understand the consequences of your behavior, you have to be able to reflect upon the experience itself that got you into the problem. And when you can't do that, then lies the pretext that I'm talking through. So poverty, lack of employable skill sets is all relative. Now, how do we stop these things from happening? Well, that's what we're talking about. That's why we talk about sense and receive path functioning because I have taught children how to understand the sense path in relation to the receive path without directly influencing them. This is why you put them in a classroom and you let, you make it a process cycle so that all the children can respond and learn over time. Now, no, no, we're not talking about leaving out behaviorism. Behaviorism is always in the front because your social modeling is always in effect because we're talking about the sense path, so they're going to see and observe other people's responses. What we're talking about is you want them to do three things. Self-research, self-help, and self-discovery. Self-research to begin to understand who, what, why they are the way they are, right? Self-help because you want them to begin to understand the choice is a difficult one to make when you're upset. But to make that choice is not only enlightening, but empowering because you're learning how to take that social cognitive effect and turn it around and begin to understand you can see in other people your own sense of feel for self and your progress. Okay, so you know that you're doing brain work because you saw how people looked at you a week ago, two weeks ago. But here you are 14 days into the practice and people are looking and saying things differently about you because you're inside your brain's body and you're helping yourself through the crises of making these choices and decisions on allowing the information to be transferred to a knowledge base 
that you may not even be experiencing, but you are now still utilizing the behavior modification system, which is understand what we're trying to observe and let that be the experience that other people perceive when they look at you as being a correct behavior. See? So what I'm saying to you is that the self-discovery is the key because when you have confidence, when you have confidence, you cool down. You calm down. You collect that sense of feel for self that you don't understand. And that's why the kid began to participate in the classroom because you're not talking about self-esteem. You're talking about self-help. And self-help builds confidence because it comes from the person's inner sense of feel for self. And now they're learning and experiencing their brain. Okay? And so the hard part is how do you translate that back to a classroom? That's what the struggle came in. That's why you, you probably want to look at the best of the child and read some of that literature because I'm talking science. But I'm talking from the perspective of why we have to deal with children that are hurt from a sociological perspective first because it's the fact that they withdraw and isolate that you have to deal with the contact and the interaction piece first. That's why I tell parents, don't worry about the academics. That's science. Leave that to the teacher. Your job is to, is to prevent the threat of delinquency, okay? Because delinquency leads to a lack of employable skill sets and then poverty, see? And that's what we're talking about. How do we reduce family decline, school failure? Well, it's in all our families. And that's what I'm talking about. So you may not think that this, this brain talk is relevant to you. That's why I'm talking. So now I, I want you to experience it for yourself and see if you can relate what I said. Welcome to the Brain's Body Podcast. Hosted by Dr. Christopher K. Slayton, Human Learning Consultant, Progressive Investing Institute of Focused Learning. Author, Education and Science, The Brain's Body, Help to Improve Brain, Body, and Sense Events, 2022, and In the Best Interest of the Child, 2016. Today's Talk to the Brain is an extension of the effort to reduce threats of family decline, school failure, delinquency, lack of employable skill sets, and poverty. Through the process of advocacy for children, youths, young adults, and parents, Socially troubled as an upset because of major life events. Socially difficult as in complex because of challenging sense and receive path functions. High need as an exhausting because of draining energy, action, and feelings. Due to unique needs that cannot be met through predetermined information and knowledge. This is the face of the learning crisis. Effort in the social and neurological transfer of information through contact and knowledge through interaction. The sense path represents the social cognitive environment, such as the way the environment can affect the sense path. The receive path reflects the transfer of energy, action, and feelings, such as the way feelings can affect the receive path. 
The experience relates to the comprehension of cooperative sense and receive path functions. And such as, the way sense and receive path functions influence the experience. Brain talk is through a sense of feel for the brain. The way you observe the body for a sense of feel for the contact. You learn the way emotion feels in the sense path. The way you learn the brain through a sense of feel for self to interact. You learn the way mixed emotion and thought feels in the receive path. The way you feel brain, body, and sense events. This is brain talk, the way you interpret the practice of talking to the brain, not the body. To perceive a sense of feel for self. The social cognitive effects of emotion and thought as signs of backward feed. To process a sense of feel for self and the brain. The neurological effects of emotion, thought, and reflection through feelings of forward feed. To respond through a sense of feel for self and the brain in the lead of your body. The experience of influences to synthesize brain, body, and sense events. This is focused learning. You want to improve the way you knowingly make contact through the sense path. You want to improve the way you knowingly interact through the receive path. Hence, you aim the way you use talk to focus how you choose to make contact to interact with a child, youth, or young adult who shows signs or feelings or being troubled, difficult, or high need. You want him or her to accept the experience of you. To transfer the natural experience of what is being observed free of uneven emotion. You want him or her to feel the experience of you. To transfer the feelings of self and the brain being reflected upon. You want him or her to accept the way it feels to interact through your signs of care to experience the backward and forward feed of emotion and thought. The need for self-research, self-help, and self-discovery became clearer. From the inside to the outside of the brain, body, and sense events. In step 1, you must choose to make contact through signs of care. Through your inner sense of feel for self and the child. In step 2, you must decide to interact through feelings of care through your inner sense of feel for self and the environment. In step 3, you must choose to comprehend the experience of your cooperation through your interpretations of forward and backward feed. In step 4, you must decide to participate in the analysis of how you perform these sense and receive path functions. Conclusion Talk is the unique process used by Dr. Christopher K. Slayton to help improve the sense and receive path functions through a focus on a person's social and neurological sense of feel for contact through signs and feelings of care. When you talk to the brain, signs of care represent a social cognitive approach to learning how to read the body to sense and feel the responses of the brain. Feelings of care reflect the neurologic experience of social contact in the received path as the process through which the brain talks back. Brain talk is also a form of message system that uses forward feed to send feelings of emotion, thought, and reflection as responses to be experienced. The way the brain is led to reflect can influence changes in the received path that can change the effect of static emotion and thought moving through the sense path. Talking to the brain as a human learning consultant, this is what Dr. Slayton seeks to accomplish. Changes in the effect through which contact creates the flow of energy, action, and feelings as backward feed in the transfer of social cognitive experiences.
For example, the way the image of a child, parent, teacher, or caregiver can be observed and felt neurologically. These sense and receive path functions can be set up to exchange backward and forward feed as process variables of the nervous system. The forward goal of brain talk is to engage the flow of contact as information to interact as knowledge through sense and receive path functions to move the experience between self and the other person. In this case, the sender represents forward feed, and the receiver reflects backward feed, which sets up the two-way path for signs and feelings of emotion, thought, and reflection. This is why you need to talk to the brain through signs and feelings of care. You want to ease the exchanges of energy, action, and feelings to reflect cool, calm, and collected states of brain, body, and sense transfers. This way, the aim of brain talk is to improve sense and receive path functions. And today, that's it. That's Dr. Slayton, Dr. Slayton Live, and we're tuning out. Be back again shortly. Remember, this is the practice of learning the brain's body. And the reason why is because you want to understand brain, body, and sense events. Thank you. Have a good day.